We are a church that is open to everyone. No matter where people come from and regardless of their history, here everyone finds a home. The needs of our society compel us to compassionate action. We are known for our generosity, lending a helping hand and not turning our backs. We are a compassionate church that gives our very best for God. I'm really proud that we have an ICF in Israel and today we don't only have an ICF in Israel, we have the pastor from the ICF in Israel here with us this afternoon. Please welcome with me Sergei Matsuga on the stage. Come on, we do a standing ovation please for Mr. Matsuga. <laughs> hey. It's so great to have you here. Thanks for coming. Good to be here, thank you. <laughs> you may be seated, thank you. Um, Sergey, you brought your beautiful wife, Natasha. Yes, my angel. Your angel. And your two sons, what's their names? Their names Solomon and Moses. Yes. Shlomo it's... and Moshe. Yeah, Shlomo and Moshe. I love the two names. Um, what about your hobbies? I know you're a passionate um, fisher. You stopped it and you were a diver. Yeah, I always change my hobbies because it's so boring to have the same <laughs> hobby for the whole life. So I used to do spearfishing and now it's uh, running. And actually I ran marathon this year. Oh, wow. 42K. Wow. This is why I'm so skinny, you know? Yeah. And your, your muscles are so hard, uh, hopefully. Oh, it hurts to touch them. <laughs> You're the pastor together with Natasha for ISIF in Tel Aviv and Haifa. And uh, we look forward to your message. Thanks for being here. Rock the stage. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. Give a hand again for Sergey. Yes, so good to be here. So good to be back. And I really want to thank you for organizing Israel Sunday. It's, I, I think it's a third or fourth Israel Sunday or fifth even. And I'm so, so thankful for all Israel team you have in ISIF Zurich and you pray for Israel. We really need your prayers, okay? Who prayed for Israel? Who prayed once? Okay, once. Okay, more people. More. But we really need your prayers because especially right now, something special happening in Israel. When we hit this 70 years of Israel and we feel that something spiritually changing in Israel. So we need, we need your support. So please keep praying. And I want to encourage you with a little testimony. Just a month ago, we got, I got a call from one Israeli guy and he spoke Hebrew with me. And he was saying something like, uh, I wanna, I'm, I'm a Jew and I, I was born here in Israel and I want to become a Christian. And I'm like, okay, it's a weird call. And he going like, I hate Judaism. It's so not working. I want to become a Christian. When can I be baptized? And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let's have a meeting first. And then we discuss and I will explain that nothing wrong with your Jewish identity and so on and so on. And uh, I believe that we will have a lot more calls like that. Something is happening in Israel and we already pioneer in church for eight years and even 
since that time we have started, something is changing and we feel this change. So please, I want to encourage you, keep praying, you know? It's like this Elijah story. Do you remember when his servant saw a little cloud in the sky, what he was saying? Storm is coming. I feel the storm. So it's the same kind of feelings we have. Storm, it's not there yet, but we see a little tiny cloud. Amen? So please keep doing that. I want to encourage you by that. And I want to introduce you to my family. I have an amazing picture of our beautiful family and our two boys. And I really love my family. And we have a two boys, as I said, and we have another, another girl in our family and we call her Queen Esther. And this is amazing cat. Isn't beautiful cat? No. Who like this kind of cats? Okay, only one girl. Good, good, good. Yeah, we love, we love our family. And <laughs> she's beautiful. Oh, I miss you. Miss you, little girl. <laughs> she's kind inside, you know. She looks ugly, but she's beautiful inside. <laughs> yeah. So in, in the next few minutes, I want to talk with you about rest. I want to talk with you about Shabbat because I believe it's very important in our modern day to have a pause and rest. Especially when we, me and my wife, next Sunday, we will celebrate our 12th anniversary. This is amazing. This is still only 12 years. But I believe that we have amazing relationships with my wife only because we invested a lot of time into our relationships, you know? It's, it's impossible to do something very good if you don't have time for this. And right, right now we live in the era when we don't have time, when we're super busy. We have thousands of opportunities around us and we try to catch them all. Or it's only in Israel. In Switzerland, you're relaxed here. Uh, very relaxed, yeah? But uh, I think younger generation, especially by us, we, we just see opportunities and we want to start as soon as possible to reach these opportunities. So we're super busy in our live days. When we, when, just ask yourself, when you have unhurried conversation with your spouse, you just sat in the restaurant or you sat on, your, on a balcony and you were talking with your spouse, just easy, slow conversation about your relationships, about your feelings, about, you know, emotions and so on and so on. I found myself that I don't do it super often because I'm so busy. And sometimes our date nights comes up as a, you know, business meeting and we figure out what we're going to do next. Who in this kind of uh, relationships sometimes, yeah? You catch yourself like, we're too busy, we need to do a lot of work. And in the next few minutes, I want to share with you Jesus written. What, what kind of Jesus written he had? And you know, Jesus, he was super busy, especially when he turned 30 years old. He started his ministry and it was explosion. He, he had thousands of people followed him and he has a lot of a lot of followers a lot of stuff to do you know and 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 his ministry was growing so fast and and uh, still he had time to relax and to have his private time with God and i want to i want to open one scripture and just show you something that Jesus he's not 
he, he's promised us something very, very, very important. And I, I really love this scripture. Scripture In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who's super busy trying to manage family, kids, friends, church, ministry, business, career, and so on. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Jesus prepared this rest for us. He wants us to come and dwell in this rest. He wants us to, to learn something very important about, about the rest today. So you ready? Yes or not? You ready? I love it. So let's open Luke chapter 5, verse 15, 16, and 17. And we want to learn something from Jesus' life. Did Jesus was... In this rest, did Jesus practice what he was preaching about? And I, I like this beginning, it's verse 15, and it says, The news about Jesus spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of the sickness. Thousands of people, they were running to Jesus. You remember this, this kind of weird stories when Jesus healed someone, and then he says, please don't tell anyone that I'm here. You remember this uh, few, few passage? I was, when I was a kid, I was thinking like, why he said so? Probably because he was super busy and he, he needed to rest a little bit. So many people followed him and, and, and yet people, they spread the news, it says, and, uh, and thousands of people followed Jesus. And interesting enough, in verse 16, Jesus saying something like that. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You know, when, 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 when he was part of this huge ministry with his disciples, I believe sometimes his disciples, they were like, oh, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where are he? Thousands of people, they're waiting for him. Where is he? And he was going often and spending time with God. Sometimes in the midst of our opportunities, in the midst of our busy life, we think that going and having good rest is not in our schedule. We think we don't need to put this in our schedule because the business nowadays is it's a, it's a you know, like pay of honor. If you busy, that's mean that you good enough, you know? And if you take a rest and post on Instagram like how you chill in hammock or on the beach of Tel Aviv, you feel a little bit kind of, you know, unsatisfied. You, feel, you think, oh, what they would think about me, I'm too rest and I need busy, 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 you know, post of Instagram, only work, 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 work. This is our nowadays, my friends. And I believe that we need to learn how to rest. We need to learn how to do our Shabbats. And Bible says that Jesus, he often withdrew to the lonely places. So Jesus, he often rested. I have a question for you. Do you plan your rest? Do you have on your schedule when, we, you, when you're gonna, gonna rest and just chill and do nothing? And please don't mistake this with your vacations. Because vacations and fun, vacations are for fun with your kids. This is not for rest. 
vacations for recreation of memories and you building memories and you should be exhausted after your vacation. Come on, somebody. Because you work so hard to entertain your teenager kids that you just need a vacation after vacation. Who felt the same sometime? So when you plan your Saturday, don't think that this must be only vacation type of rest. Because vacations are for fun and we need to do that. But I'm, I'm going to talk with you about different kind of rest. Jesus often rested. He was taking these Shabbat naps or Shabbat exercise. I want to I I talk with you in the next few minutes. By choosing Shabbat, we are protesting and rebelling against our desire to rest and worship ourselves. You, you know that in Hebrew, we created a word out of Shabbat and it's called Shvita. And Shvita actually means protest. When you do Shabbat, you protest to worship yourself. You protest to say something like, oh, if I wouldn't be busy this Saturday, if I wouldn't do this and this and that, and if I would just shut down and, and be calm for the next few hours, the world will stop around me. This is wrong. Nothing would change. You would refresh yourself and you will feel a lot better after you rested a few hours. It it's, shouldn't be guilt kind of feelings while you're resting. And I'm preaching to, me, to myself actually because I was actually workaholic many years. You know, planting church in Tel Aviv, I thought it would be fun, but it's not so fun. And, we, we moved from Hillsong Bible College in Kiev and, and we were part of 2,000 people church and we thought we came to Tel Aviv, we, we put lights and screens and smoke in the, in the hall and church will grow so fast that we, we would enjoy that, but it, would, it, it wasn't like that. We were working like, hard, like, like horses until now we work very hard to have you know, another new person in, in our congregation. And, and, and it's a hard work for me. So I used to work very hard. And a year ago, on summertime, before summer, God told me something. I want to teach you. You have, I want to change you. You have, work, you have workaholism in your, in your life. And this is a sin. This is an addiction, workaholism. How many families do you think they go into divorce because father is workaholic? I think it's the same amount of, t amount of families as if you, would if you would be alcoholic. It's kind of, kind of the same things. We see families, they, they're going through the tough season because they don't, they don't have time to each other. Or if they would have time, they are too frustrated, too tired to invest into, into the things which is a lot more important. And God told me something. I want to teach you, my son. I want you to go to the store and buy a hammock. Buy a hammock. I, I actually will try to do it. Okay. Buy a hammock and just lay in a hammock two hours in a day. Just lay in a hammock. And I, I was asking, okay, I will try. I don't know how it's working out. And okay, it's working. Okay, hopefully. And he says, like, just rest. Do nothing, you know, and after 30 minutes, put your phone down, you know, shut, up, sh shut off your phone and just look at a beautiful window and, 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 and enjoy the view. You know, and I, I lay down for 30 minutes. I got so bored and I said, God, where is the lesson? You know, what's going on here? 
why, why I should do that? And I started to do my uh, rest exercises on a hammock every day. And now it's, it's almost one year. I try to do it every day in the morning when I wake up and I have my time with God. I read a few verses from the Bible. I lay on a hammock and I enjoy my rest in God. And you know, this is so much changed me, this rest exercises. When we have Shabbat, I do my rest exercises maybe for three, four hours. Please shut down everything, no music, no videos, no YouTube sessions, nothing. I just want to rest and reflect and hear what God wants me to say. And it's so much changed me, it's changed how my brain functions. I'm, I'm not, you know, therapist or something, but something has changed. The more I rest, the more I have power to do things. The more I rest, the more I have, I have uh, you know, new ideas to, 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 to do. For example, uh, for summer, we decided that July, August, we will, we will reduce all the activity in the church, only, you know, like uh, team night on Thursday and Friday night, we have celebrations, and this is all things we would do. And last year, last summer, when we did that, in July and August, we got so much fresh and cool ideas for the next step in the church, it changed us. Really, my brain is functioning differently right now. Before, before that, when I was preaching, I always used notes, you know, I, was, I have to type all I need to say and all of these things because my brain kind of was all the time somewhere not here and I needed notes, you know, come back to the point, you know, what I'm talking about. And right now, for one year, I don't use any notes while I'm preaching because everything is here. Everything is, comes from my heart. You know, I prepare, of course, before, the, before I come up on stage. But during my, my, my delivering the message, I don't need any, any notes because my brain is functioning differently. So I really recommend you, if you, if you need a rest, if you're this one who is tired, of doing so many things, managing family, you know, university study maybe, or startup of the business, please do that, learn how to do that. You know, in the Jewish culture, our day starts from evening. So our day starts from the rest. We have the whole night and then we, the, actually morning, it's, it's the middle of our day. And then it's finished by five, six or seven when the sun goes down and we go and we rest again before the new day. So it's very, very, very important and interesting thing. So the point, Jesus rested alone. This is the next point I wanna give you to, to give it to you. So Jesus, he rested very often and Jesus, he rested alone. And for this one, I wanna call my wife on stage because she knows how to rest alone. And I think she's going to speak to you girls because sometimes we as a man, we have our room, you know. We have our place of rest and girls sometimes you're super busy with a, lot of with a lot of stuff. So big hang to my beautiful wife. She's going to share with you some ideas. While I will be in a hammock if you allowed me, okay? Good. This is my place to rest. No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, the woman and the men. I am a very emotional person. Who is emotional? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I am not alone because I thought in Switzerland you're not emotional. 
the emotional inside. You and know, the emotional inside. inside, okay. So I'm super emotional. My emotions are so high and they can be so low. And sometimes, you know, you can kill with your eyes, you know? You have this look, I'm crying because I'm emotional. No, I'm kidding, I have a sense of device. But, you know, I have this kind of look that I can kill the person. Do you know this kind of look? Oh, thank you. Good. You understand me very well. Show it, Natasha, show it. I am rest before, so I don't have it now. So my, ki my kids know this kind of look that they know, uh-oh, we need to change our attitude right now, or it would be the troubles. Mama kill us. And I will. <laughs> so, when we had our firstborn, can we, see, can we see the picture of the family again, please? So, this the amazing, beautiful, blonde boy. He was the present of God. He was so amazing, but he always wanted my attention 100%. 100%. And for me, it was very, very hard because I like freedom. I like to be free, and for me, I was breastfeeding, and the baby should be always, always with me. I can say, okay, I leave for one day, good luck. <laughs> no, I should be with him. So, what I did, but I really understand, if I not rest, my emotions, my feeling would be overwhelming. And because I... You know, the Leo, the pastor Leo, called himself, I am the stage, right? He doesn't need the stage. He is the stage. I call myself, I am the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I don't need the atmosphere. I am the atmosphere. I come, I enter to the, to the hall, and I create the atmosphere. Come on. This is how I am. This is how big my emotion, how emotional my emotions. <laughs> so, then if my emotions are really down, the atmosphere at home awful. Oh, you don't want to see that. You no. rest in a hammock. Okay, sorry. So Th Then I go and I rest in a hammock. <laughs> go and rest in a hammock. So it's really bad. And I know I have responsibility that I want to have peace in my home. I want to have joy in my home. I want to have joy in my church. And if I'm too tired, if I'm too stressed, it won't be like that. Mm -hmm. I will kill people in the church just with my look. And they won't come again. <laughs> and I know that. So, we as a human being, we have this um, option to reflect the feelings and emotions of other people. Do you know that? For example, we, like a mirror, if I See the mirror, whatever I have in this mirror, I reflect. I reflect and I became this what I reflect. And if in my mirror, can you help me? Because we ha we surround by people, right? And the people don't have a good mood every day, right? Yeah. Maybe in Shabbat. <laughs> so, when we were the people, Come, come, look at the mirror, you reflect. And they're not happy at all. Not happy. <laughs> Good. Angry. So, this is the reflection. 
This is what I have. Good face, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, this is the reflection that I will reflect. The all emotions I will see when the baby is crying, we are frustrated, right? When the people comes with the problems, we're not happy. We are worrying. We are sad. We're reflecting emotions and feelings. That Jesus did the same. Jesus reflecting the feelings and emotions of people. When the Lazarus died in John uh, 11, 33, when the Lazarus died, he knew he will resurrect him. Mm -hmm. But when the people cried, he was, Bible said he was deeply moved and troubled. He was upset. He was worrying. Why he was worrying? He knew that the Lazarus will resurrect it. Because we have this, you know, function to reflect feelings and emotions of each other. So, I knew that it will be best in my family if I won't be alone. So I did, when the Solomon, we had just the Solomon, I did it every day. I rest alone for two hours when the baby sleep. I feed him, he sleep for two hours. Then I have two hours to be alone with God, to have my own time. Then not the, cleaning, not cleaning house? No, not cooking, no? not cleaning, Clean. nothing. Yes, we live in a happy mess. <laughs> it's better than any clean house and with a, this look, you know? <laughs> so, it, and every day, almost every day, when I feel the power, I stayed. But when I feel it, I was overwhelmed, but I usually feel overwhelmed <laughs> with the babies. When the kids growing, and I, I can go, I put them in a bed, I put them in the bed my husband, and I go running. Okay, that was hard for me to let you go. I was running, sometimes it was three hours, because I needed. I started at nine, sometimes at 10, because I didn't have another time. This is the not time when I have a free time. I was busy, I have two kids, I have husband, <laughs> I have church, and I don't have time to rest. So I did this time, and for me it was super important to be alone. During my running sessions, I was just alone, and God, and when I came home, back, all my emotions and all my feelings reflected God. Mm -hmm, very good. Because I was crying, I was give all my worries, I was, sometimes I was just listening, was quiet. Sometimes I was running and crying. And it's good because it's at night, we're already dark in Israel, so no one can see me. That I am running and crying, like, was <laughs> everything was bad. But then I come back home and I was a new person. And I know that I need it because I cannot do it by, by myself. I can be on a hype half an hour, three hours. 
you know, with super emotions, like, yes, let's worship the God, yes. That's it, and then you're done. And then you're done. You come back home, you're tired, you don't want to see anyone, and you have kids 24-7. They're not disappear anywhere. So to be alone, I couldn't just, I start with the running, then I did walking. But then I did running again, and then I did walking. I mixed it. So I always find this place to be alone. I, if you need this time, find this time. This is your priority. Mm-hmm. And then, during Shabbat, now we start to do the new, uh, kind of new level in our family. Every Shabbat, we do separation. Everyone, the kids, go in, in their rooms. We have enough space that they can have one room. They read the Bible or listen to the Bible. They can worship God wherever. They just spend, for kids, it's half an hour. We have eight and 11 years old kids, not so big. So they just spend time with God, just alone. To be alone with God, it's super important. And then we gather together back and we share what the revelation we got, what we taught, what we feel. Maybe we feel tired, or maybe we feel refreshed, or maybe we feel that we need to change something. And the kids always bring amazing revelations. I was surprised that God always told them the right thing, (laughs) better than I. (laughs) So last time when they did it, they said that they, the, both of them in a different room get the one revelation that they need to work on their relationship. Because they start fighting a little bit. They decided to work on their relationship. And it was amazing. But to be alone, it's super important. The Bible said, enter into Shabbat. Yeah. The Hebrew said that you need to enter. It's not coming. You need to enter, you go, you open the door, you enter, you find it, you put this in the priority and you enter to the Shabbat alone. Because you need to be alone with God to reflect God's emotion and God's feeling. Very good, very good. You can can see exchange. Now it's my time. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha, for sharing. Yes, and some people, they ask me, because in Israel, you know, we have Shabbat. It's clear. Saturday is our Shabbat. It's day off. And some people, they ask me, what, what do we do in Europe? We, we have to do it on Saturday or start it from Friday night to Saturday night. How we do that? And I was thinking, and I think if I would live here in Israel and I, and I wouldn't work in a church, probably I would do my Shabbat on Sunday. Because Saturday you can do recreation type type of uh, day off. You go with the family, you have fun, you ski in the at the winter, and then you go to the lake on the summer on the summertime. And Sunday I would do this entering, you know, shalom, this Shabbat and this time with God. When you go to the church, you come, you worship here, you enjoy the atmosphere in the church, you you gather revelation, then you come back. Uh, home with your kids and or with your family and you discuss some ideas some revelations and you spend the whole day you know just 
digging deeper and, and going maybe alone a few hours and praying and refilling yourself. Because believe me, if for Jesus he did that, and he is God, amen? <laughs> he, was, he is a God in the flesh back then. So if he needed this time and he often withdrew to the lonely places, believe we need that. We need to do that at least once in a week. Place it in your calendar. Saturday we go skiing or, or, or lake and Sunday I go to church and I spend my time with my Jesus and then with whole family we would do this amazing, amazing time. Amen. I love it. I really love this. And I like this scripture, what Natasha just mentioned. I want to read it in Hebrew 4, 9, 11, because it says it's amazing. So there is a special Shabbat, special rest, still waiting for the people of God. So let us do our best. Let us do our best to enter that rest. It says, do your best. Try harder <laughs> and enter this rest which Jesus prepared for you. So we do it often, at least once a week, okay? If you could do it, do it a few times a week, but at least once a week. We are spending time with God alone, with no iPhone, okay? Just plug out, don't use iPhone. Yeah, actually on Shabbat, our kids not, not having a phones that are not allowed, that they play games, take the phone. Not only kids, all of us. All we family. read the Bible. All family. But that, it's, yeah, the, for the kids, it's the law. They, they, they're not allowed to play any games and watching any screens. They have a rest from Because it's always jumping up something on you or these messages, WhatsApp messages and so on. Just, just shut this phone off for a few hours and spend your time with God. And the, the third idea from Jesus, he rested in prayer. This is what most important. You often rest, you rest alone a few hours or five hours, how, how many you need to just shut down and, and, you know, I like this time when I go to desert in Israel and just five hours in this desert, it's amazing. Here I think could be five hours in, in, on the mountains. Go and reflect the emotions of God and think about His things. But not only spend time on your own, pray there, pray there. And I really love that because sometimes you think I need to be busy. I need to develop my relationships. I need to call. I need you to use this time to, to manage all the things I got. But because why we, do, why we do things so? Because we think, oh, I will lose this opportunity. I will lose this opportunity to chat with this person on Sunday or so on. But Jesus, he actually didn't lose anything. You see in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, Straight after he was resting, it says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religion's law were sitting nearby. It means that opportunities, they're still waiting for Jesus. He go up to the mountain, he prayed, he spent time with God, but crowds of people, they were waiting. All these opportunities, they will wait for you. Amen? But most of important, it's the next, next words. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. 
While you're praying, while you're reflecting God, the Lord's power is with you to capture all these opportunities. And maybe you would spend on Sunday five hours chatting with someone and trying to manage the conflict. If you would spend time with God, maybe these hours, you would do just with one smile on the WhatsApp message and your conflict is done, you know? Because you have power of God with you. You, you could do a lot more things when you would rest in this type of rest. And I believe this is what we call Shabbat in Israel. It's not only re you know, recreation and fun and, and holiday type of day off, but it's deep time with God when you spend your time with God. And we have, I brought with me from Israel this uh, Shabbat cup, and we use it as a traditional things, actually not in our home. We just drink uh, another drinks uh, on Shabbat, but I think it's really interesting representation how actually this principle is working. So the, the uh, father of the home, he would pour the wine into the cup, and we call it overflow cup. Never live out of empty cup. Live always with the overflow cup. And when you fill yourself with the Spirit of God, when you spend enough time with God, your cup will be always full. Amen? You will have enough power, enough strength for everything. And then, and then the, the a father, of, a father of the house, the, he would pray a special prayer. I won't do that because you don't understand Hebrew. And then, you, and then he would pour it here. And look at this, what's happening. It goes to the all little things you need to fix, you need to change, you need to, you need to improve, you need to work on. And it's enough for everything. If you spend your time with God, if you spend your time on Shabbat, if you rested well, if you got some revelations, if you were filled with the Holy Spirit, with His power, it would be enough power for your Monday. Monday is for you. The Tuesday. Oh, you want to drink it? It's wine. Mm. Okay, we have Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, cheers. Someone want to join? We have enough. We have enough emotions. We have enough power of God. Friday, then Saturday. And you see? No, no, don't drink it. Don't drink it yet. This is not for you, baby. My illustration, actually, I, I made up new tradition, okay? We ask, actually, the owner of this, uh, we bought from the store, we ask, why eight cups? He says, I don't know. And I just made it up, okay? So this is, <laughs> this is six days, and then you come to the Sunday again, and you still have two enough cups. For what? To give. You can give someone. You still have enough from your last Sunday because you spent such a good quality with God. You were refilled with the power of God that you have still enough to give to someone. Amen. So I want to, not only me, but Natasha and me, we want to pray for you. 
We want that you will learn how to enter this rest. Every week, at least one day, make, make this plan on your schedule and say to all your family, we're gonna rest now. And not only skiing and doing exercise and whatever, shopping, but we wanna learn how to rest in God, how to enter this peace. And I believe right now, the, the peace will come on this crowd of people. Natasha, you wanna add something you ask me? Exodus, chapter 12, verse eight to 11. It's 10 commandments. And this special commandment, it was keep Shabbat holy. When we come to the church, we always know that we need to tithe, right? We were taught. We know, we, we were heard about this every Shabbat, every Sunday. But this is so important for God that we keep Shabbat, that He put it in the Ten Commandments. The tithe is this is a principle. This is not a law. Shabbat. It's a different perspective. So I want to encourage you to don't keep it for yourself. I don't have time. I don't have mood. I don't. I don't, I don't feel I don't, like spend time. With I don't God. feel it. Yes, it's the law that God gave His people for themselves. If you repent your sins, to jealous, to kill, to not uh, honor your parents, to not keep the Shabbat. It's the sin. Oh, and now Sorry. what should I do? Okay, let's pray the repentance prayer. You are the good shepherd. All of us. I'm a good shepherd. She's, you need to rest maybe? No, no, I'm just. So let's do it, yeah. If you, if, you didn't, if you didn't think so, if you thought, okay, I can just waste my time to do, you know, different kind of things, and you, you, didn't, you didn't actually spend good quality time with God, just let's come to Him and ask for the Holy Spirit to refill us today. Yes. Because you can do it today. Yes, as you trust our, your 10% to God and you believe that God blessed 90%, do the same with Shabbat. Give it to God and believe that God bless much more the six other days. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for the rest you prepared for us. We're so busy sometimes and it's getting annoying and we're tired of it. Some of us even in a depression because of the tiredness we carry in our souls. We come to you, Jesus, right now. And we ask you that you will deliver this rest you prepared for us. Let your shalom, your peace, come down on this crowd right now. We want to learn how to rest. Please forgive us for, the, for not keeping Shabbat, not keeping this principle in our life. Since today we want to make a commitment with you. We want to spend time with you. We value this time. We need you more, God. We want to spend time with you more and more. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And you know, in Israel, usually what we do, we greet each other, Shabbat Shalom, which means, may Shalom come on you. 
your Shabbat will become a, 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 a shalom, a peace. So can you greet each other? Just Shabbat Shalom. Even this, this is Sunday. Just say Shabbat Shalom. May Shalom be with you guys. Shabbat Shalom. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face. And please, don't give up.